We'll begin with standing. Give yourself as much space as you can. We're not going to do anything that vigorous, but it's nice to feel a sense of having plenty of spare room around you. Yeah. This is because of the nature of the body. The body is sensitive. Uh, and the sensitivity particularly extends to uh, a circle roughly arm's length around us. This particular zone. So if you're imagining you're within a bubble, yeah, and the bubble is a roughly not stiff arm but loose arm distance around you. Yeah. So if you bring your arms out in a gentle curve, you get a sense of, yeah, that's my space. Uh, obviously, people can move through that, but uh, really, if this is kept undisturbed, it's, uh, it's very beneficial because the body gets nervy. You know, it, it retracts or it gets affected. The energies of the body and intelligence of the body extend beyond the skin, yeah? So the body can sense, even though we may not know it in our thinking mind, if we're in a crowd, we feel ourselves slightly tensed up, a little bit, you know, pressurized, plenty of space. You feel more relaxed and comfortable. We don't need that much. Now, the Buddha talked about mindfulness of body externally and internally. Now, I'd like you to bear this phrase in mind, internally, externally, and the two together. So we get down to the most basic understanding of external. It means everything, the ability for things outside the body to impact. In other words, tactile, like the floor, for example, obviously. Tactile impression, something that comes to the body and the body senses that's outside me. Internal, the body senses that's inside me. It means things such as uh, well, we feel a lot of energy fundamentally. Yeah? Body is sensitive and when we feel shocked, the body internally stiffens and tightens. Yeah? When we feel in a hurry, the body internally gets very agitated stirred up, the internal basis. Um, and both of these uh, aspects of body are quite challenged by our daily life, yeah, where we're often so much up in our thinking, in our heads, if you could say, we really barely even notice the floor beneath us because we're kind of thinking about tomorrow. You see people walking down streets like that, yeah, barely aware of the feet. So that the sense of the external body, get, even that, which is not that difficult, gets lost. And internally we get such things as stress build up because the mind, when it refers to the, its own energies, it immediately res relate to and affect the body's energy. As you know, if you get angry, your body gets heated up. 
If you're depressed, your body sinks. You see someone you know, and your body lights up, and you feel happy, internal. So the state of the emotions very much affects the internal body. Now, the practice is if our emotional basis is comfortable, our body feels com internally comfortable. The body feels internally comfortable, the mind settles down. Very simple process. And you, you see in the suttas, it's presented in that way. If your body's relaxed, your chitta feels happy, it enters samadhi. <laughs> so this matter of the internal body is not a small thing, it's a big thing. And so we do some exercises that uh, help to establish you quite simply and clearly externally. You know what's there and you know what's not there. Yeah. You know what's present, you know what's the absence, which means the space around you. Yeah. And uh, externally, and then internally, how we, how we say how I feel in my body. Yeah. Is it all there? For a start, you know. Because sometimes we don't live much beneath our chest. <laughs> we don't really know the rest of it's there internally. So get the whole body here, and then you begin to practice in ways that cause that inner body to become more balanced, more comfortable, and more complete. And uh, this is why I'm using some qigong, which is a very elaborate, and very complicated and profound and tradition, which I only know a tiny little bit of, but you don't need to know that much for what we're doing. But essentially it helps to bring the internal body and the external body together. And so that's what you need to bear in mind. So some simple principles of uh, Qigong. First of all, whole body, which means you always get the sense of your feet, your back, your hands. You get the whole thing as one unit. Yeah. So you may say, well, what point do I focus on? Well, if you go into a, if you jump into a swimming pool, you feel the whole body, don't you? You don't feel your head, then your hands and your legs, you feel the whole thing. <laughs> so it's got to, you've got to widen your attention. Yeah. So that wide attention is the mode that I'm using for Satipatthana. Because then you can include your whole body whether you're standing, walking, sitting, or reclining. Whatever you're doing, you can, you can manage it. And then uh, externally, we begin to work on making the external body more fluid and connected. Yeah. So this really involves um, um, relaxing the muscles and standing on your bones. I use that phrase. So what does that mean? It means you can feel the, the bony parts of your feet, your heels, the balls of your feet. And you relax your leg muscles enough, just enough, so the knees are slightly bent 
the legs are not stiff. So in other words, the muscles are relaxed, but they're present. They're, they're available, but they're relaxed. They're not tight, hard. This allows energy to move through the legs. If the legs are stiff, hard muscle energy doesn't travel through it. They get tight. This also means it encourages the joints to be more flexible. If your arms and legs are locked tight, the joints are frozen. So we want to loosen the joints. Again, if the joints are loosened, energy travels through. If the joints are tight, energy doesn't travel through. And energy here is vitality. So let's um, come into standing and stand with your legs a comfortable width apart, approximately the width of your body. It's quite natural, it's not exaggerated. So it could be shoulder width or chest width. And slightly bend your knees so your legs are very awake. And you can notice when you're leaning back too far, leaning forward, one side, another side. So you feel it's evenly spread. It means the toes can lift off the floor. Toes aren't carrying weight. You can flex and wriggle your toes. It also means that the underarch, the sole of the foot between the ball and the heel, is now open. Yeah. Now, if I use my hand to demonstrate that, here's the toes. <laughs> this, is the, this is the ball, this is the heel. So this palm is the, like the sole of the foot. And the palm of the, and the sole of the foot are very receptive. You're ticklish in the sole of the foot. That means it's very sensitive. So we want those areas to be awake and sensitive, as if you're listening to the floor beneath you. Now continuing, coming up through your legs, you come to the abdomen region and... Relax in your lower belly and relax in your backside as if it's almost as if you're about to sit down. Again, softening in these areas. This will allow energy to move from your legs up through into the upper body. Let your arms come slightly away from your chest. So you can slide a hand between the arm and the ribs, just a little bit. In other words, the chest isn't, doesn't feel constrained. When the arms are like that, it allows the shoulders to drop a little bit. Chest feels open, shoulders can drop. Now you're bringing your, remember your neck is part of your spine. So feeling the spine and then the neck and bring your head. So normally we're very much focused on the face, which is only about a third of the head maximum. This is where all the muscles are, most of them. So we relax all those face muscles and draw your attention back towards the back of your head almost as if you're lying on your back. 
as if you're lying on your back. So your head, back of your head, you can, you, you can be aware of that. Let the energy in your face, the muscles relax around the eyes, the cheeks, the mouth, the forehead. Draw your attention back till you can get a sense of the entire head as one unit and resting on the spine, on the neck. And take a few breaths. The breathing is the most fundamental and useful organizer of the internal body. It moderates energy, it soothes the nervous system, it moderates our emotions. So we come into whole body position in balance. Let yourself take some long out breaths because the breath in a way remembers The breathing remembers. That is, we establish particular patterns of breathing. And most people's breathing pattern is constricted. That is, they're bent over, the breath only goes down as far as the solar plexus. So that's what we think breathing is. And the breathing does that. Now, what we want to do is release the solar plexus beneath the ribs and trace the breathing as it goes down into the belly all the way down until it tails off and then don't breathe in but wait until the in-breath begins by itself notice the arising from the abdomen into the chest and this wave moving up into the head. So there are two motors, you could say, or two pulleys for the breathing. One occurs in the lower, lower abdomen where the muscle contracts and pulls, draws energy brings the breath in and the other is in the back of the through the nostrils where the the breath is drawn in so we have these two areas right through the nostrils at the top of the nose and down the throat the lower belly begins in the lower belly there's an opening a drawing and you can feel it rushing in through the head and filling the air filling the body the air comes from outside, but the energy comes from inside. Okay. Because the pulling occurs in your lower belly, that's internal. Something there is saying, give me some air. The energy contracts. That's the internal. And then it draws energy in from the outside, that's the external, coming in down your nose. Two mixing and meeting and then breathing out, internal, external.
probably an important thing to bear in mind is don't make an effort to breathe. Particularly don't pull through your nose, but let your lower belly draw and be receptive to allow that flow to completely open your body internally as the inhalation comes in. It's important to not make an effort in this respect because if you make an effort, what will happen is you will, the body tenses up some muscles. Muscles make effort. Bones don't make effort. <laughs> so if we're making, tightening up the muscles to breathe in, we are in a way interfering with that and we're creating unnecessary effort, which is called tension. You don't need to make an effort, the body does it by itself. So when we have this particular form, how do you know you're breathing? Because you get the sense of, very strongly, the sense of inhaling, you feel something gathering, drawing, body expanding, vitality increasing. You breathe out, you feel vitality softening. Doesn't mean there's no vitality, it just softens and diffuses over the body, through the body. Inhalation inspires, it draws in. Exhalation suffuses. So when you breathe out, you're, if you keep relaxed, you don't tighten anything up and don't even try to concentrate, just be present with that. You'll notice your impression of your body becomes softer. Or perhaps more tingly. Okay, I'm going to pick up some moving forms. And movement in Qigong is not that vigorous. This is not a power exercise. It's a gentle, you could say like a massage. Because we want to avoid any overactivation of the muscles. <laughs> I'll say this many times. Because we associate doing with, here we go. But now it's just almost like dissolving into water. It's a soft, watery quality.
Now, bearing in mind two, so three reminders. One is 70% effort is maximum. Sometimes you feel quite a lot of energy and you get quick, really feel really good. Moderate, moderate, moderate. Don't overdo it. Because this is slow cooking. This is not frying. This is steaming. <laughs> you don't fry. <laughs> the energy is like, can be like fire. We want to softly let the energy move through all the tissues, which I'll talk about later. So, first thing is maximum 70%. Second is whole body is involved. That is, if we're moving our arms, we're still aware of our legs and feet. Yeah. Third thing is everything moves in line with breathing. So when the breathing, when the breathing, when the out-breath stops, the movement stops. When the in-breath stops, the movement stops. When we breathe in, we move. When we breathe out, we move. When the in-breath stops, everything stops. Out-breath stops, everything stops. Everything is in line with the, the breathing because that's our primary energy, moderator energy intelligence. Yeah, so we want that to, that to know in its own way, all to be completely synchronized with what the body's doing. So the body and the breathing become united. They're coordinated. This is very conducive to, to calming and samadhi. So, take a couple of minutes just to loosen up your joints, flick your legs, and uh, rotate your arm, each arm, all the different rotations, nice and light. Both arms. I'm just using one because of the microphone, but do both arms to feel quite free and, and easy. So for this first uh, series of movements, we'll be, I call them kwa, kwa squat. Kwa refers to the region of the pelvis, lower abdomen. And uh, what uh, you can acknowledge in terms of a body, where the legs join the trunk, you have the curve of the leg and then the curve of the belly, there's a groove between those two curves. Curve of the belly, curve of the leg, you've got a little line going down there. I call that the qua groove. Now in that zone, we have all the lymphatic system, which helps to drain away impurities. Very crucial area, lymphatics. Um, nobody praises us for our lymphatics, but they're actually much more useful than our hairstyle. 
And this is also where some of the major energy channels travel between the upper body and the lower body. Just remember how important it is when we were little toddlers, how we managed to stand up. So the lower, we got the lower body to get us upright. These connections are pretty significant, aren't they? So we want to get that connection nice and loose and free and energized. So the energy can travel from the lower body to the upper body and also drain from the upper body, which is generally overcharged too much up here. We want to drain it down into the floor like lymphatics. So this quad squat, take up the position. Um, legs are comfortable width. So you have an adequate space between your legs where they enter the, the body, the trunk. If you're about to sit down, you're opening the uh, pelvic floor. Bend your knees slightly. Feel yourself opening in that base of the body. Relaxing. Bring it so that your feet are approximately parallel. Your knees are soft. Okay. Now what we're going to do is we're going to bend at the hip joint. So that's where the big thigh bone enters the pelvis, hip joint, not at the waist. Because the spine goes all the way down the back. I want to keep the spine unbroken. If I bend at the waist, I break the spine here, the lumbar region. So I want to not bend at the waist, but bend at the hip. And this means the knees bend. Simultaneously, the whole body is involved. As if we've got a cushion comes in and just pushes the space beneath the navel. You bend at the hip and you bend your knees and you're breathing out. All the way till the out-breath finishes. Everything moving. End of the out-breath. Wait. In-breath begins. Push down with your knees. Feel the belly swelling. And rising up. So it's quite a simple thing. But also bear in mind when, you, when you're coming up, let the in-breath push you up by swelling the belly and that also begins to move into your chest and your chest expands. What you want to avoid doing is pulling yourself up. Don't pull yourself up. Push or let the breath expand and draw you up and Open your chest, let your arms fall back. Inhalation. Okay. Inhalation. End of the inhalation. Feel the exhalation begin. Here we go again, down. 
and breathing in. As you breathe in, let your arms, chest open, let your arms fall back. This means this connection between the arm and the chest is another groove, like the quad groove. This one also lymph glands in here. So we open this area up. Open that up, chest rolls back, arms open up. Bring your attention all the way down into your fingertips. And then breathing out. Everything coordinated with the breathing. So as long as we're breathing in, as long as that's happening, softening, opening the body, palms of the hands, open the palms of the hands, relax the fingers till it ends and then turning. Bend the knees. So as long as one part is moving, everything is moving. So as you're breathing in the knees, keep Gently straightening the legs, take your time. Slower is better. Try to coordinate everything. Now, to bring your skin, be aware of your skin, so when you're breathing in, open your skin, particularly your face. 
as if the pores of your skin are opening and taking in, which they are. <laughs> what do they take in? They take in energy. We breathe out, we clean the stale energy. Breathing in, inhalation, drawing energy in through the skin as well as in the lungs. This gentle movement of energy through the body softens the boundaries where we can get quite tense and defensive. So relax your eyes, soft focus, open the skin. Face, palms, the hands, fingertips, breathing in and breathing out. And then we just take a few moments to let that form quieten down. We don't exactly stop, we just reduce the movement until we come into a stillness that's like a boat in a pond. Just floating. Not locked, but floating. Open the soles of your feet, the palms of your hands, your forehead. Allow whatever's being felt to travel through. We'll take up one more form for this morning. This one is, I call it pulsing, pulsing, like a heartbeat. Leg position is exactly the same. It's very similar. Same time we bend, we bend, but this time what we're going to do as we're bending, we'll bend the knees with the inhalation and you let your arms float as if they're coming up imagine you're in a swimming pool and you just dived in and you're relaxing your arms float up almost as they're moving away from you yeah? do you have enough room? you can go sideways if you like take up more room around here So, inhalation, bending the knees, the arms drift 
away long and then breathing out they return so this is helping your shoulders and back return Inhalation, bending the knees, arms, move away, keep bending, keep moving, end of inhalation, return, upright, take a pause. If your heart is beating strongly, take a few moments to pause. Because you've got to find out what's a reasonable, moderate rate for your own body. Slower the better. As if the skin of your arms is being extended through your fingertips, almost as if it's like a clothing that's being gently pulled off down your fingers. Extending from the shoulders down the arms into the fingertips. Extending from the back the shoulders, the arms, the fingertips. So let's return to the standing, let things quieten down again. Take a few moments feeling what we're feeling. Body internally. Body externally. Internal body provides you with the vitality External body gives you the sense of boundaries and stability, grounded. We want them both. So we're really standing on our feet, on our bones, switching off the muscles.
And then we'll conclude the session. Uh, open your arms, sweep around that distance that I mentioned, that bent arm distance around your body, and then draw, draw both arms, hands in, slowly towards the lower abdomen beneath the navel, as if you're gathering something up and sliding it inside your body. Take some, really, and then breathing, of course. Feeling the belly swelling into your hands as you breathe. And your hands dropping into your body as you breathe out. Okay. So we'll conclude that session, but try to bear these themes in mind when you're doing walking, whole body walking. Yeah. So when you're doing walking meditation, how does the body walk? <laughs> Is it the feet that walk? Is it the mind that walks? <laughs> Whole body walks. So we want to switch off the idea in our mind of going anywhere. Where we go is the mind's concern. The body's concern, purely and simply, is to not fall over. <laughs> Very important. So how does it do that while you're moving? It's balancing, isn't it? Body knows how to balance. When you consider the size of your feet, <laughs> the size of your body, you can stand on one foot. Everybody can do that to some degree. So the body knows how to transfer the weight to that one foot. But of course, if you want to walk, you have to have both feet. So it also knows how to carry the weight on one leg and then turn the hips to lift the other leg. So we're standing on the right leg, we turn the hips, lift the left leg, and then when the left leg is off the floor, you can roll the left leg forward. The left foot comes down onto the ground. The body feels that earth is solid. Gradually take, transfer the weight to that leg. And the hips turn to the right. So you might say the most uh, crucial piece of walking is not the feet, but the hips. How the pelvis turns. 
as we walk. And as the pelvis turns and the upper body turns with it, so uh, <laughs> if, we, if we're going to come on to our right foot, right, then we're going to try to bring the left foot forward. We actually turn the left side of the body back as the pelvis swings to the left, left leg rises. Then you draw the left foot forward. Now you can see what I'm showing you is in that particular position, I'm standing on my right leg, the left leg is in the air. Notice I'm not shaking, strained or wavering because the upper body is acting as a counterbalance to the leg. Now if I draw my upper body forward, I'm going to fall over. So when you lift your left leg, your left shoulder comes back. So that keeps the whole body connected. Everything is participating in walking and the movement of walking is fluid. It's, it's like swimming. It's fluid. This sense of fluidity and balance has a naturally calming effect. It's calming, it's soothing, like, a, like stroking. Your body is massaging itself as you walk. So when we do walking meditation, I'd re really recommend you start with just a few steps. Of, how is it? Because most people don't walk properly. They, they march. <laughs> or they scurry. <laughs> or they jump into the car and drive. <laughs> so true walking is the wilderness where the Buddha lived. So you want to walk in the steps of the Buddha, you have to walk like a Buddha, not run like a chicken. Thank <laughs> you.